Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll hear once again from April Kapu, who is an acute care nurse practitioner and professor at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. She is also the president of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. During this episode, April will be talking to us about recognizing the signs of a stroke. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with April Capu. Dr. April Capu, good morning and welcome back. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Pleasure to be here. And it's really good to have you with us. So happy Nurse Practitioners Month, first off. Yes, thank you. So it's National Nurses Month, and Nurse Practitioner is one pathway for nurses. You mentioned there's over 355,000 of us today growing at a rapid rate. There's estimated to be a 46% growth rate by the year 2031. The number one job in healthcare for the second year in a row, according to the U.S. News and Report, and it's the number one job listed who helps people. So we are celebrating, certainly I'm celebrating being a nurse practitioner this month, all month long. And so thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a great honor to have you. We're going to take a call here from North Dakota. Crazy Pete is with us here to kind of switch us back to stroke, and we're really going to dig in here. But one of the things I wanted to ask you is, we have so many designations now. You have an MD, you have a DO, you have an NP, you have a PA. Where does the NP fit into, and is a nurse practitioner a nurse, or is there a nurse and a nurse practitioner? Yes, so I'm a nurse, a registered nurse, and I have pursued additional education and training. So at a minimum, a nurse practitioner has six years of education and clinical training. All have master's degrees. Most have doctorate degrees as well. We are nationally board certified. So our education doesn't end with university. We have to maintain continuing education in order to maintain our board certification to practice. So it is an advanced nursing field. Like I said, over 1 billion people see nurse practitioners every year. A billion visits to nurse practitioners today. Many of the people that are listening today likely know a nurse practitioner or have seen a nurse practitioner for their health care. Yes. In fact, my wife has a nurse practitioner that takes care of type 2 diabetes with her. So the nurse practitioner starts off as a nurse and then with more education becomes a nurse practitioner and NP. Crazy Pete is with us up in North Dakota. Let's take that call here to kind of kick off the discussion on stroke during National Stroke Month. Crazy Pete, good morning, and you're on with Dr. Capu now. Hey, doctor, I've got a question for you. My brother-in-law, Jerry, who has never smoked, never drank, average weight, not heavy at all, truck driver, 40 years, he retired, and he got two years in before he had a stroke. He's in a rehab center for the last year and a half. The doctors are telling us that he'll never get better. And I'm going, that can't be right because his lost movement in his left side, actually, his left leg, left arm. His left leg, he's able to move a little bit better now, but his left arm is just done. There's nothing with his left arm. Is there any chance he'll get out of a rehab center like that, or do you think he's going to be there forever? Well, he's in a good place. Rehab is very important post-stroke. 
I really appreciate you bringing this up because you mentioned some key factors that can lead to stroke. You mentioned he never smoked. Smoking is a big factor. Obesity is a factor. These are preventable things. So he did not have those things. But there are other things that can prevent stroke. Not everybody knows that. Stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. And it is preventable and it's treatable. So you mentioned a couple of factors that can go into a stroke, and that is controlling your weight, not smoking, but also understanding your numbers, your blood pressure. What is your blood pressure? Do you have high blood pressure? If you do, you have to get your blood pressure under control. So that's knowing your numbers. If you have diabetes, diabetes in control. These are factors that can be managed and controlled, but lifestyle, eating healthy, exercising, managing stress. I really want to emphasize this. You're talking to a lot of professional truck divers today, managing stress. That's just as important. These are factors that are lifestyle factors and are factors that can help prevent stroke. So with your brother, the other thing that's so important about stroke is it's treatable. So we have to know the signs. So for everyone listening to this story, this is so important. And it's National Stroke Month. It's National Nurses Month, but it's also National Stroke Month. Knowing the signs. And there's a mnemonic that's really easy to remember. It's fast. Know the signs. If you are with a loved one, a colleague, a coworker, somebody you know, if you know yourself, fast face, if their facial drooping, can they not smile? Pass their smile down, half their smile up, face. That's the F in fast. A, arm weakness. So if one arm is drooping, if you can't lift your arm, that's the A, arm weakness. F, speech, speech slurred. They can't say what they're trying to say. Say something simple like the sky is blue. They can't say it. That's F-A-S. And then T is time. Time is brain. And that brain needs constant flow of oxygenated blood. So calling 911, getting treatment as soon as possible, that will help prevent some of the long-term sequelae that can come from an acute stroke. So everyone listening to your story, because that is hard to hear to happen to your brother and that he's going through the long process of rehab. Hopefully, with good rehab, he will be able to find a quality of life similar to what he had before. But it's so important to know about stroke. Well, here's another part of it. He was a penny pincher. I mean, he saved up a lot of money. He was never married. Never married, never had kids. He was always driving the truck. I chuckle about it a little bit here. He called me one morning, early in the morning, like 3 in the morning, and said that something happened to him and he's got to get help. I knew where he was. He said he thought he had a stroke. I said, grab onto some aspirin. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Take some aspirin, and then I'm calling 911. And I called 911. He was an hour away from an ambulance run. It was an hour to get to him. Then an hour to get back Uh to the hospital. So there was a lot of time where he had no help. And that's another thing right there. I mean, you got to get on the phone as quick as you can and get help. That's exactly right. Time is brain. Time is brain. And there's a couple of different types of strokes. There's an ischemic stroke, a clot that's stopping the flow of blood, oxygenated blood to your brain. And then there's also a hemorrhagic or a bleeding type of stroke where you've had a rupture of an artery. So it's important to just call 911. You did exactly the right thing. Unfortunately, they couldn't get there faster, but you did exactly the right thing. I mentioned the fast, but anything balanced, if they've got a blurred vision, worst headache of their life, call 911 because time is brain. 
Well, okay. that's all I've got for you guys. So have a great day. I got to get going. Got to get busy here. Thank you, Crazy Pete. And best to your brother, too, when you see a man. Wow, that is something. Stroke is a brain attack and a heart attack is a heart attack. I had a heart attack. I was sitting in this chair on the phone one afternoon about 10 years ago and had a heart attack. Went to the hospital. One of my arteries was blocked. I got a stent. So that blocked artery basically affected my heart. But with a stroke, it's not your heart. It's your brain that is attacked, right? Right. You need constant flow of oxygenated blood to your brain. Your brain's controlling everything. We don't often think about how important the brain is, but brain is paramount. It really is. And stroke is something that's preventable. Eating healthy, those dark green leafy greens, eating low fat, good diet, healthy diet, exercising. You have an opportunity to get out and walk. I think you said this the last time, park a little bit further out. Take a couple of laps around the parking lot. Anytime you can exercise, it's absolutely important. And then managing stress. Some stress is good. It keeps you challenged. But managing stress and sleep. Oh, man, that is so important to sleep. So these are lifestyle modifications that professional truck drivers have to think about because they have to adjust and modify and make sure that they're working all of this in to their daily and nightly routine. And then if they do have chronic disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, we have to manage that and see your nurse practitioner, your healthcare provider on a regular basis to keep that under control. You mentioned the two types of strokes, the ischemic, where there's a blood clot or something blocking the blood vessel to the brain. That's tantamount to what happens to a heart and a heart attack. So we've got the ischemic, and then we have the hemorrhagic, which means that one of your vessels in your brain is either leaking or it ruptures and you haven't opened. But there's also something, the mini-stroke that we hear folks have. Can you talk about the mini-stroke? It's called the transient ischemic attack, or TIA. How common is that? And is that something that folks kind of just say, oh, wow, that was weird and just keep going on? It is actually pretty common. You mentioned it's often referred as the TIA or mini stroke. But yeah, that's a clot that appears and then it resolves itself. So you can have one or you can have multiple. It can be a precursor. So if you have had something like that, We've talked about some of the signs and symptoms. So we've talked about the speech, a facial droop, arm weakness, balance, blurred vision, temporary, and then it cleared. You still need to have a conversation with your NP or your healthcare provider because we need to kind of look into different things. We need to know what your numbers are. So what's your blood pressure? Do you have hypertension? Is that something that's led to you having a TIA? So we need to get that under control. If you have diabetes, is that under control? Let's talk about your lifestyle. TIAs can happen once or they can happen multiple times, but you want to see a healthcare provider because they might prescribe something like an antiplatelet or an anticoagulant so that you don't have TIAs in the future. But yes, often called a mini stroke because it's a clot that resolves itself pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But it must do some kind of damage, even if it's just a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. I keep saying this over and over again. Time is brain. Every minute that goes by that you're experiencing a stroke and you have that blockage, oxygenated blood not getting to your brain, you have millions of brain cells that die. And you need those. We need those. Especially the older I get, we need those for everything we do. So time is brain. 1.9 million brain cells die off every minute a stroke goes untreated. 
I'm terrible at this, but I always try to make some kind of parallels to make it easier for me and maybe somebody to understand. So hold your breath for as long as you can. And that's all you can take in terms of your lungs and your heart and all of that. But your brain is not going to last any longer than that either if it's not getting oxygen. But you're still breathing because your lungs and your heart are working just fine. It's your brain now that's getting hit. And you don't really even know it's happening until it's kind of too late, I guess. Well, and it's time. So it's not something that you would just say, well, let's wait and see if this passes. And that's why the story from Crazy Pete was so tragic because there was a long time before someone could get there and he could get to the hospital. But time is brain. If you're experiencing those facial droop, the arm weakness, the slurred speech, slurred vision, those types of things, go get treatment. Call 911 so that you can get treatment as soon as possible. It's not something that you can just sit back and say, yeah, feeling all of these different things and maybe I'll just wait. Every moment that goes by that you're waiting and you're not getting treatment is crucial. If a warning light goes off on your dashboard, you notice it, and then it goes off, you can do one of two things. You can say, man, you know what? That's going to happen again because it never happens once. I'm going to take care of it. Or you can just keep on going down the road and break down. So just take those warning signs seriously. F-A-S-T, the face drooping is F. Arm weakness, usually the left, not necessarily. Speech difficulty and time to call. That's the T, time to call 911. I'm really bad at math, April, but a lot of folks have had a lot of strokes while we were talking because every 40 seconds, as you know, someone in the U.S. has a stroke. That's right. On average, one person dies from a stroke every four minutes. Fifth leading cause of death in the U.S. We zero in on things, and I know how that works. Things trend in this trending phase in our culture now. Stroke doesn't get very much attention. Is there any kind of psychological reason for that, do you think? The heart attacks and diabetes, everything gets big attention, but stroke really doesn't. No, I think that's interesting, and that's why the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association put things out like National Stroke Month. There is so much education. There are wonderful toolkits for educating kids. You want your children to know the signs and symptoms, they can call 911, educating communities. So we put a lot of attention to educating the public, like what you're doing today. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, and let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website, or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo.